I know where the Tri-Delta Sorority's having their initiation tonight. Welcome back to Scream 101. I'm Brennan and Klein <laughs> and Sergio. I'm Sergio. <laughs> Welcome back to Scream 101. This is that did not work. Um, didn't. This is the final week of Gay Directors Month, and I'm excited to be out of the donation drive period because um, I mean, it's been great, and I really appreciate everyone who's been donating, but it's been a little exhausting so ready to move on but we have one more donation drive episode coming to you next week i pointed at sergio it's coming to everybody though it's not exclusive i'm not narrow casting to the people in the room um but before we talk about david dakota's sorority babes in the slime ball bullarama it is time what you mean do this week our 10 word reviews what no when you were like coming at you next week you have one more one more oh, donation drive review. okay i got you yeah that you were talking about the movie that we just saw I know what's going on. Okay. Continue, Brennan. Sorry for the interruption. We're I was confused. We're doing ten. And well, one can assume that I was confused. The audience was confused as I well. I don't know. I think, I think they're more on the ball than you are sometimes. Whatever. I just got up from a nap. It was a very exactly. nap. I, I mean, I'm kidding. You're you're super great. And whips, whip sharp. You're so sharp. Okay. Ten word reviews. I'm bleeding. Ow. You're so sharp. Hit it. Hit the spot, Brennan. Okay. Phantasm. All over the damn place. Love that silver sphere, though. Mm-hmm. What's your review of Phantasm? Um, a scary movie where the main villain is a ball. It's pretty accurate. I was in like one and a half scenes though, but it's the most memorable thing, obviously, because mm-hmm. it stuck around. Uh, number two, The Monster Squad, because we watched a bunch of Matt movies this week. Mm-hmm. Um, because it was his birthday. Happy birthday, Matt! Shout out to Uncle Matt. Yeah, although yeah, it is long gone at this point in the past. But happy birthday, um, Monster Squad. Dracula chokes a kid in this. Who needs the Goonies? Mm. Monster Squad. That was a positive review, by the way, if that okay. wasn't clear. <laughs> good, good. Uh, Monster Squad. A thumbs up for this monster mash. Oh, that's cute. And it's a thumbs up like Van Helsing gives for some reason. Yeah, as he's getting sworn into like some sort spoilers, of vortex. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. He gets like blown in the first five minutes of the movie. Okay, but he doesn't give a thumbs up then. The thumbs up, you don't want to spoil it. You're spoiling that part, not me. Okay. Um, absolutely fabulous. The movie, oh, God. Um, <laughs> truly ludicrous. The dark side of British humor, and I did spell that with a U. <laughs> uh, one cannot describe abfab. One must live it. Um, that's true, but you don't have to. Please don't. One must live it. Nobody needs to. <laughs> love it or leave it. I will leave it. I will love it. Really? Cause you didn't. I was there. I tried to love it so hard after the movie that we saw. It was kind of sad. Oh, you mean, oh, well, yeah, whatever. Um, So let's talk about Sorority Babes in the Slime Ball Ballarama, mm-hmm. which is my favorite title to say ever. Um, Here's the plot of that movie. As part of a sorority ritual, the Pledges and their male companion steal a trophy from a bowling alley. Unbeknownst to them, it contains a devilish imp who makes their lives a living hell. I hated that imp. That was my favorite part. <laughs> the imp was great. He was the weirdest thing ever. 
Okay, yeah, so we should talk about this. This is a sorority initiation movie, which means that there's going to be lots of boobs and spanking with paddles. Um, I don't think I've ever seen spanking with a paddle done in a movie before. Really? And we saw Goat. We saw Fifty Shades of Grey. F- fine. I never saw, I've never seen a college movie where, like, paddling is a thing. Okay. You got to watch more sorority movies, man. Did we see, like, was there any paddling in Goat? I don't remember, because I didn't like that movie, so I ignored it. I don't think there was any paddling in Goat. I don't think there was any paddling in Neighbors. No, see, you're talking too. about fraternity movies. This is a sorority movie. So, like, sororities are the ones that paddle? Yeah, because it's sexy, man. I was just so, like, perplexed as to why they were paddling these women. No, I'm just saying, like, fraternity movies are about bro kinship and tearing stuff up and having fun. And sorority movies are about dudes looking at girls' boobies. Okay. And watching them spank each other and have pillow fights and do things that no girl would ever actually do in real life. Mm-hmm. And then spray whipped cream on each other. Yep, that also happened. Mm-hmm. And then they took a shower and the girl was washing the soap off her body and it just kept regenerating. So she had to wash more off. I think it may have been an editing mistake, but it took forever. Yeah, she was very thorough. Yeah, she. I think she was just producing it from her pores. <laughs> Um, secretions. Yeah, she's uh, she's the new America. She's the next generation of mutant kind. She, she, she Professor Xavier is gonna knock on the door soon. We we require your whipped cream. We brought <laughs> yeah. hot chocolate. Anyway, <laughs> so um, that happens. I forgot the point. Oh no, sorority movies are exploitation, and the reason I thought this would be interesting to talk about is because this was a gay director, and I was like, I wonder how a gay director will handle an exploitation movie like this. The answer is exactly the same as everybody else and not good. (laughs) I mean, not saying that gay directors are bad. This particular gay director is bad and everybody knows it. His name is David Dakota. He makes movies in like 24 hours and that's his whole thing. Um, yeah, did you have like a comment? No, I just said, Oh, I was like, I have, I don't know anything about David Dakota. His name sounds like David Duchovny. Are they related? They're twins. (gasps) <gasps> one's more successful than the other that's sad yeah David Dakota has made a lot more stuff than David Duchovny is he really I mean probably he I makes like the, hundreds of films I think the average person would know David Duchovny ahead of David Dakota I was just sure we're talking about body of work we're talking about success I I define success by the by the body of work that you produce X-Files Californication yeah that's two things David Dakota's done like 300 movies. Okay, fine, whatever. Okay, you, you know I'm just yanking your chain. I'm sorry. I know. I'm just, I can't win. I don't want to win. There's no point to any of this. Just like this movie. We, as always, we rate a movie on scariness, campiness, quality, and effects. And this movie has almost none of those things. That is Sergio's review of Sorority Babes in the Slimeball yeah. Bolorama. Yawn. Rave Sergio. <laughs> I had to get a point in, man. That was my point. Okay, great. So uh, how would you rate the first one, man? The scariness? You are fading fast. I'm not fading. Okay. Are you I'm faded? Not. I'm not. Okay. Don't throw malicious lies about me into the ether. I'm just, you know. Just being I'm chill. Just chill. It's okay. a beautiful California day. It's a chill California day. It is. It's nice. Um. Anyway, for scariness, I'm rating it one out of five. Like, there's this movie's not scary like you were never frightened 
the imp never got to you? I was frightened when I saw that there was still 40 minutes left. Yeah, and that was scary. It's an hour and 18 minute long movie. Yeah, at one point, Brennan promised me, like, when I was, like, really bored, he was like, oh, if it's any consolation, like, half the movie has passed by now. And then we check, and it's, like, barely a third. I know, and it's such a short movie. It's such a bare little wisp of a movie, but it feels like it's Jackie Brown, which is the longest movie I've ever seen. The longest movie I ever saw was Tree of Life. And if you want to put that theory to the test, I will make you watch both back to back. Ah, that's cool. I don't need any of that. So you agree that The Tree of Life was the longest movie you've ever seen? I mean, Titanic probably is. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, literally, for being actual facts involved. Okay, cool. Anyway, let's talk about campiness, which is much more exciting to talk about. I forgot to give my scariness rating. Oh, I I guess I just didn't care. We'll s- I'm just kidding. God What's damn. your score? What's I will score? stop this now. What's your scariness score? I gave it a two. Wait, why? Because I didn't circle anything, so I just said a number right now, and I'm going to stand by this too. You're the one who insisted you didn't need to take notes. So I did This is You brought this upon yourself. You're hoisted by your own petard. I was frightened, okay, for the ladies, the two of ladies the night. Of, that were burned okay, or whatever. Tell me two of their names. Uh, Becky? No. And Jessica. No. Jerica. No. Jenica. Jerica is Jem from the holograms. Angelica. No. Becky. No. It's safe to say one of them is named Becky. No. One of them is named Taffy. Okay, Taffy. And she, she gets pulled like a Taffy pole. Um, and then there was Christine. Babs. Brittany. Babs. Babs. Yeah, and then Lisa. Lisa, okay. And I think that's it. All right. This is the world's smallest sorority. <laughs> yeah, the three reigning sorority sisters. There's only three reigning sorority sisters, and they're giving an, initi- an initiation to just two lonely, homely-looking girls. Well, they're increasing their uh, sorority by like 66%, which is yeah. impressive. <laughs> I think it's nearly like 166%, isn't it? No, they're increasing it by 66% to 166%. Okay. Math. Uh, this was Math 101, where we go over remedial addition or okay. percentages or something. Um, podcasts. Is there a math podcast? Is it I'm good? I'm sure there is. I bet Shannon listens to it. She listens to, like, cereal and crap. Yeah. she. Well, she listens to a podcast about, like, food and how forks work. So does she I, really? Yeah. Oh. That sounds kind of dope. Like, I mean, it does, but I bet you if there's a math podcast, she would know about it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, anyway, the um, most exciting part of the podcast, which is going to be the campiness score, what did you give it? Four. Why are you so mad? I just said four. Okay. I'm not mad. Okay, why did you give it a four? Why did I give it a four, you might ask? Well, there were about f- five women when the movie started, and then at one point there were four, and I thought this is, this is a good part for me to like give my review of campiness, and so I gave it four. Oh my god! Give me one. Tell me one campy thing that happened in this movie. Um, the weird like reverse rape. Oh, you mean where? Oh, first, so the imp grants wishes, obviously. <laughs> yeah, that's what imps do. As they you as wishes. you well know, and the imp, which is released from a bowling trophy. Mm-hmm. Um, we looked at a lot of stuff. There's look. This is a spaghetti movie. It mm-hmm. throws a bunch of spaghetti at the wall. None of it sticks. It's just a pile of spaghetti on the floor, and we have to watch it. Uh-huh. Um, but so the imp grants wishes, and one of the nerdy dudes who's like with the sorority pledges for no reason, he wishes that 
the girl would be like into him. So she takes him into this locker room to have just sex with him. Just a girl, right? Wasn't it just a girl? Like he no, summons it, the girl? It, it was one of the girls from the group. Lisa, oh, really? Lisa I think. Oh, okay. Um, I did I did some quick math. I counted the girls on screen and I'm like, there's okay. one less than there was before. I thought he just conjured up this woman out of nowhere. I thought so too, but it was a specific girl. Okay. I think it may have been Brink Stevens, who's like a famous uh, scream queen. Okay, I didn't know that. But anyway, so they're having sex in this room for approximately 55% of the movie, mm-hmm. just off screen. Um, and then what happens? What are we talking about? Um, I just liked how she was really forceful for him. And he was like slowly trying to slow it down. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then eventually and she's trying to eat him at some points. Yeah, she's or, like trying to chomp on his feet. And I thought she was a demon because there are demons in this. Mm-hmm. But then it turned out she was just real thirsty. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then she, she says gets your killed. favorite line. Does she? I got your pants. Oh, yeah. She takes off his little red booty shorts. And first of all, this is a very attractive nerd. Mm-hmm. In the 80s, any nerd is just a nerd because of their billowy pillowcase-esque t-shirts. And mm-hmm. when you take them off, they're still pretty buff. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's Hollywood. Like Everyone's buff. I mean, yeah. But so she takes off his little red uh, gym shorts and she's like, I've got your pants, mm-hmm. which is the weirdest like foreplay line I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. There are actually some really good dialogue moments in this movie that I was mm-hmm. excited about. That was campy. And just the imp itself, like we haven't really talked about his character yet, his character development. Uh, what? Yeah, what is his arc? Where does he begin and where does he end? Oh, well, he begins in a gym trophy and that is how he ends. Uh-huh. Well, no, he ends in a Prince Albert in a can. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. And he's called Uncle Impy. Is he really? He calls himself that, and that's oh. what he's credited as. Oh. Um, okay, so describe this imp to me. He, we never really get a good look at him. He looks kind of like a slightly better-shaped gremlin. Okay. I, I, I would argue with the qualification of better, but uh, <laughs> nothing in this fine. movie he's is smoother. better than any other movie. He's smoother than your average gremlin. Okay. Um, <laughs> he's smarter than your average bear, too. I think the best way you described him was when he first appeared and we heard him talking. He was like, is this freaking Mushu? Yeah, he sounds like Mushu from Mulan. Yeah. It's like a an African-American caricature, like super deep voice, kind of like uh, the plant from Little Shop of Horrors. Mm-hmm. And he speaks in jokes like the Crypt Keeper does. Yeah, or like Freddy Krueger, too. Mm-hmm. He's like, have a nice trip. See you next fall. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. And he's just, he's a quirky little fellow. He's very special. Um, honestly, uh, we'll talk about this in effects, but you said we didn't get a good look at him, but that's not super fair because we didn't get a good look at anything in this movie. Yeah, I was going to bring that up during effects. Okay, because I don't think they could afford lights, but we'll talk about that. Um, they had one light for the entire movie. I think so. It was the camera light. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so this imp, the movie keeps cutting back to the imp and he just kind of comments on what's going on and then it just goes back to what it's doing. <laughs> He's kind of like our narrator for a little bit. Um, I'm also giving it four out of five perms because it was, that was, this is the best thing the movie had to offer. I don't think it's a high quality camp, but it's good for like a quick sugar rush. Mm-hmm. It's not like killer party status, but let's see what happened. Linnea Quigley is in it. She doesn't get naked, which is a mystery to me. Um, not that I like re- needed her. Yeah. Not that I require women to be objectified, but that was like her one job 
in 80s horror movies. In that last movie we saw? Yeah, we recently saw her in Night of the Demons, where she put a tube of lipstick into her nipple. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that's the kind of stuff we're talking about. Um, yeah, so she's in it. There's a part, she plays a character named Spider, and she's robbing the bowling alley when everybody else shows up, like like you do. Um, I mean, maybe she's tapping into like a niche that hasn't been covered before. But her name is Spider, which I feel like mimics the name of her character from Return of the Living Dead, which is Trash. Mm. Um, so she's a trash spider, and there's a part where she says she ate her parents, which is fun. Um, let's see the random imp cutaways, the Mushu situation. There's some stuff like there's bowling with a severed head. You can't see any of it, but it's trying to be funny. Mm -hmm. There are, I think two things that I think are genuinely funny in this movie. Uh, one is the guy who wishes for gold and then a giant pile of gold appears and he just lies next to it. Like Burt Reynolds on a bearskin rug. And he's like, oh, great, I can buy a Ferrari, I can get my nails done. And I'm like, I don't know what's happening here. <laughs> he's like Scrooge McDuck, like jumping into a yeah. pile of gold, except... It's a it's, tiny little It's stack. a tiny little mound of gold. It's like a house of cards of gold bars. Mm-hmm. And he's just there happily playing with his little Jenga set of gold. Yeah, I was, am- I was amused by that. And then I was very amused by the appearance of character actor George Buckflower, who plays... <laughs> wise crew member of the bowling team yeah he's like some sort of janitor or security guard type thing who is locked in a closet for the first half of the movie and there's a kind of funny part where he almost escapes but someone backs into the door and knocks it shut (laughs) um but there's a part um where he's telling the story of how this imp first came to be which who cares yeah but he has a hearing aid and he can't hear very well so every time someone responds to him he mishears them and responds to a different question (laughs) which really got me you know what it's a very uh shakespearean element because he always had this foolish character who would mix up language and is just very playful with the english language you know is that why we both took phone breaks during his weird little rant? You took a phone break. So I watched you. the whole thing. I you took a phone break shortly before his rant. You were taking a phone break during... I don't know about that. We were both up, like, reading Twitter. I was not reading Twitter. You can't You can't lie to our audience about that. Fine. I was looking at Instagram. <laughs> okay, see, we were both on phone breaks, though. No, but I was watching during that scene because it was awesome and the best scene in the movie other than the imp showing up for no reason and completely changing the energy of what was otherwise a sorority spank movie for, like, 30 minutes. Yeah, we were so confused as to how this was going to go down. Yeah, I was worried it wouldn't be a horror movie for a good a good long while. Because that first 40, I think it was 40 minutes of exposition Ugh. as it took them to get to that bowling alley after the nerds broke in and were caught just peeping. Like those like regular toms. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's talk about effects. Out of five imps, what are you going to award? Zero. <gasps> oh, no. Why? There were no effects to be had. I guess you're right. I'm going to give it two out of five imps, though. What effects were there? The imp itself. like oh, It's I th- a sock puppet. I think it was actually a pretty decent puppet. Obviously, there was no lighting on it. We never saw anything. Like, you can't judge what you can't see. No, no. There's no lighting on it, which really um, amplifies the... I see. I don't know if that was by design, though. Oh, no. Absolutely not. There's no lighting on anything. Mm -hmm. But that's how you do good horror effects. And I think that whoever was puppeteering it actually gave it... had 
a kind of expressive quality because they were like moving the eyebrows along with the mouth and it was very clearly a stiff puppet but i think someone put care into it and i want to reward them for that you're giving me a death glare i mean the puppet was annoying look yes but i think it was whatever it's a puppet you're wearing a muppet shirt right now i clearly you're clearly biased i guess you're right i do love puppets um although that a new Julie Andrews plus puppet show on Netflix looks terrifying and I want nothing to do with it. I want to see that show. Uh, I don't even know what's going on with that. Anyway, uh, let's talk about quality after all. If we synthesize all these numbers together out of five, what are you giving? Whatever one. this is. Sorority babes in the slime bubble aroma. Maybe a two. Which one? I don't know. I'll say two. Okay. Why? It's not flatliners. Oh, you liked it better than flatliners. I think I did. Well, you actually were awake for this one. Yeah. So. So I got to see more of it. So I liked this movie more than what I saw Flatliners. Okay. Good. That's my that's basically how I'm grading it. Okay, great. I'm happy for you. It wasn't um, a good movie, okay? Like let's be real. No. There was no characters, there was no plot. What about Babs and Taffy? And They weren't characters. Uncle Impy, everyone's favorite horror villain. You know like on Halloween like everyone wants to be Uncle Impy and they're fighting over the costumes and it's all sold out so you had to be like an M&M or something. Yeah. It's happened to me at least twice. I know. My I I ended up just going all in and at, like buying an Uncle Impy mask. You went as Babs instead. <laughs> yes. She did have a great outfit at the end. Where, what was her outfit? Well, she had like this beautiful fright wig where she looked like Elvira with blonde hair and she was wearing this open top dress that looked like a trash bag because <laughs> spider loved the outfit and apparently so did you it was fantastic um but anyway my quality score is well it's actually a one out of five unlucky stars um i just couldn't bring myself to reward this movie for anything other than the eyebrows on the imp there were parts that i enjoyed for for the campiness factor i think if you're really brave if you're a brave adventurer into the world of retro horror why not like the, if you're looking for that kind of campiness, I think it delivers certain sparks of that, but not enough to, <clears throat> to but not enough to quench my thirst for 80s camp. And everything else was just completely bungled. It was literally no lights in this movie. Mm-hmm. The entire bowling alley is underlit the entire time. No one thinks to look for the light switch. Mm-hmm. My current theory is that the people who own the bowling alley didn't actually know that a movie was being shot there, so they couldn't turn the lights on. <laughs> um, or they pretty funny. Thank you. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's, it's not as excruciating as some other one out of fives that I've given, like Vampires or something. Or Cards of Death. We didn't watch that for the podcast, and I will not acknowledge it. We didn't, but I mean, it's it's worth noting that the puppeteer or the voice of the puppet um, was in Cards of Death. Yes, which, which is, is a long lost VHS movie that I took Sergio to the world premiere of, and he hated it. It was bad. It was almost as bad as this was. I enjoyed it. Okay, it was also all dark in that movie. It but was there was neon though. That was inexplicable. Cool. Like boobs everywhere. I don't remember that part. I just remember they played a lot of cards <laughs> and there was neon. Um, but yeah, no, the acting's terrible. Linnea Quigley, I'm pretty sure you could take... This is the best part. What? Linnea Quigley? What? Spider? Yeah. And then her nerd friend? 
Well, no, look, I do like the part where they ride off into the sunset at the end. Mm-hmm. He's on the back of her motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought this is maybe the worst role Linnea Quigley's ever had. Okay, like, I'm saying they were the best part of this movie. Like, the bar set pretty low there. I'm not okay, saying that right. her role was revolutionary, whether she's going to win any Razzies for this. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that she was better than the rest. Okay, I don't know. I, my, I think, like, you could make a Surrey out of her. Like, because she said every one of her words and her lines completely independently of the rest of the sentence. She'd be like, I hate you, asshole. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like you could isolate each of those words and make any sentence you want out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess it's better than Babs, who, when she becomes a demon, just says every sentence one syllable at a time with no differentiation between everything. Mm -hmm. She's like... I want to take your soul out of your body. It's just like, it was so weird. Mm-hmm. No, nothing's good in this movie, Sergio. I'm sorry. <laughs> At least you'll have Paris. Yeah. I learned, I should have known. I don't like David Dakota movies. David Dakota is a great and fine gentleman and I love him, but his movies are cheap and bad and that's what he does. They cost a dollar and if you make $5, that's a profit. Mm-hmm. And I spent three dollars on this movie, which I think is higher than its budget. So they got me. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah. No, I'm not a big fan of his movies. He does the Thirteen Thirteen franchise, which is like kind of softcore gay horror, where it's just like, ooh, we should watch that. No, no. I watched Thirteen Thirteen Bigfoot Island. It's just a shirtless dude walks around a forest in wide shot for fifteen minutes. And then someone in a terrible Bigfoot costume jumps out from behind a tree and punches him. And then the next scene is a different shirtless dude wandering through the forest for 15 minutes. It's not good. It's. Did you watch it all the way through? Well, I watched it with Henry for like 50 minutes and then we turned it off. Okay. But we were, we were just taking silly pictures of the movie and sending them to our friend. So I think I probably received one of those pictures. I think so. We, well, we were like, putting the camera at different angles to the screen so it looked like like this guy has a giant head because of like forced perspective it was mm-hmm. kind of fun the movie was not um yeah no it's it's not don't watch it like why would you mm-hmm. <laughs> not recommended okay anyway i won't watch it thank you good good job um this is the end of our donation drive yes it is uh if you donate $5 or more to any of the following charities, we will, real quick, do a podcast about a movie that you choose for us to watch. And those charities are the ACLU, the Human Rights Campaign, and the Trevor Project. And if you want to contact us, you can find us on Twitter, at Scream101Pod. You can find us on Facebook, at Scream101Podcast. You can email us at Scream101Podcast at gmail.com. Find us on iTunes, subscribe, rate, and review us. Give us five stars. Um, for the past couple of weeks, I promised to give anyone who reviewed us a digital download copy of Dirty Grandpa. And someone did! Yeah. Um, Patrick Hamilton gave us a review. He's a longtime friend, friend of the Friend of the show, pod. Wonderful person. We're doing his episode of The Donation Drive next week. Um, so yeah, he gave us a review and I offered him that digital download copy and he said, hard pass. <laughs> so, um, it's still up for grabs. Yeah. So if you want to review us, you could still claim the dirty grandpa download code, but I'll also throw in 
Neighbors 2, Sorority Rising, make it a Zac Efron double feature. <laughs> that movie's actually good. So Yeah, Neighbors 2 was one of my favorite movies of last year. Mm-hmm. Or was it from the year before? Last year. Yeah, last year. Okay, so feel free to take that up, people. Yeah, th- this is actually a good one. I w- the Dirty Grandpa thing was more of a social experiment than anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so thank you so much, Patrick Hamilton, for doing that. And we'll get to your Donation Drive episode very soon. And thanks to everyone for doing the things that you do. And we love you very much. Goodbye. Good, good luck on your journey. And stay gold. Man, I was out of it this time. Yeah. Are you ever in of it, though? I am. Sometimes I'm, we're on fire, okay? No, you're right. And I just feel magic. like. magic. I feel like there's like a 20 minute period during the day where you're like awake. <laughs> That's true. Oh, I have an idea. For this one, when we introduce ourselves, you say one word and I say, we alternate words. Like you say, hello, I'm, duh, duh, yeah. Okay. Okay, so you start. All right. Hello. I'm. And. Brennan. No, that say Brennan. Do start over. Hello. I'm. And. No. <laughs> One more time. Hello there. I'm Uncle Pony Boy. Do you like suspense? Don't go in there. Buckets of blood and human excrement. Pour upon me. Gratuitous nudity with more boobies than you can handle. Let me see them. And radical hairstyles. Oh yeah. Then you should check out the Gore Gab podcast, hosted by yours truly and DJ Gill. Hello. You can find us on the iTunes Podcast Store and on Twitter at Gore Gab Podcast. And while you're at it, go ahead and go check out CupholderRadio.com. It's podcast for the weird at heart.